0: You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast, with your host, Monster D-Face and
1: Life with Panda. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other podcast streaming platforms.
0: What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's your host here, Monster D-Face, and alongside me today, we have the Life with Panda. Panda, what's up, bro?
1: Yo, hey, what's up, man? It's been a little bit since the last episode, but glad we're putting one out, man.
0: Hey man, back night. Like we never ever left, guys. Welcome back to another Fortnite episode for you guys at home. Um, thanks for being patient with us, guys. It has been a crazy, I say, set of weeks since the exit out of the last FNCS. This one came around so much closer, and then we had all these updates and everything in between. Um, yeah. I think we can do a little catch-up though, right? As far as what's been going on for me, what's been going on for you um let's start with you man how have things been since the last episode panda
1: man well so if if we're saying since the last episode right i got to cast on the uh the phase elite cup that was incredible right awesome. that was an incredible whole broadcast uh with the practice service obviously behind the scenes uh clay and i doing the kind of prelim stuff ahead and then you and shio holding it down on the uh semi and the finals man like it was a great broadcast overall. That was a ton of fun. Uh, my friend Jake got married last week, so all last week I was in Florida. I got burnt. Yep. I am <laughs> as red as a lobster, but, you know, I'm back, man.
0: Hey, he's got that that white boy p- tone right there. You know, I- I'm too yeah. Hispanic for that one. You know, I'm-, I'm already almond color. Sun just bounces off of me. <laughs> um, oh, but- I wish. But yeah, no, listen, guys, let's let's just catch up, man. The Elite Cup was awesome. You guys may know that I was planning this alongside my company over at the practice server. We got FaZe Clan, a buy-in, the title sp- uh, sponsor of our Elite Series. And then they brought in their partners, who was Nissan, pretty much uh, sponsoring up the event and all that good stuff. So, big $25,000 tournament. Awesome opportunity for the community to get involved. I'd say there was a shadow casted over that weekend, unfortunately, though, because... Epic's servers were not kind to us. The servers have been struggling lately. And that is pretty much our segue into the first topic today is the Fortnite game performance lately has been all over the place. If you're not a competitive player, you probably aren't really realizing or seeing this happen to you because it's not going to affect the normal player. But for the yeah. competitive players, they're having a tough time, at least in custom lobbies. I don't know how the, you know, the FNCS servers are. It's my understanding that the FNCS servers are a little better, but custom lives, they're tough right now.
1: Yeah, it has something to do uh, with the, the Amazon web server. So, for those of you at home that don't know, Fortnite operates not on their own servers, but on servers through Amazon, right? They're called AWS. Um, it's a, a type of server that you can host through, right? And I, I even saw a little bit of um, context coming from Oceantics and stuff talking about how accelerated traffic on these servers could be a result of what we're seeing now because in the cash cups and in some of the other uh like ltm tournaments and stuff that they're trying to put on that's where we're seeing these performance issues whether it being like rubber banding in game crazy input delay very interesting lag like just these odd things happening within the game And it looks like it could be because of a a high level of traffic coming through these servers outside of just Fortnite.
0: Uh, I find that hard to believe, man. It's like coincidental timing to me that we're coming into a new patch, like a pretty big patch, substantial changes, new items being added, um, the map ever evolving, right? I personally, I don't buy it. I don't buy that it's an Amazon server thing. Um, I just think it's, it's a performance thing, man. We've been in these ruts before where servers dude, they just go to hell, man. They go haywire, and it feels like it comes in waves, and sometimes I think it just attributes personally to the updates, to patches, to stuff being added into the world. Um, there's no surprise that NPCs being in the Fortnite world affect directly affect the performance of the lobbies. I think there's too much going on in the AI slash NPC realm, and I think personally that's why the fortnite game has been so affected
1: yeah yeah i mean i could see that too right because we really didn't have these issues last season i've been saying this all along right that last season's competitive season was probably by far the most competitive that we've seen in a long time right the servers were they weren't perfect but they weren't bad right like we weren't having these crazy issues that you're seeing now so When you compare last season, a near perfect, like competitive season, and then you come into this season where there's struggles with the meta, there's struggles with this, that, and and the other things, and then all of a sudden, on top of that, you're in a tournament and you're rubber banding and you're and you're lagging, everything else that's going on. Like, I I could definitely see how it, it. could be an issue and i definitely could see how it could be related back to the map changes and the npcs
0: i think it's kind of interesting that you think that this is the most balanced season because i feel like almost every season for the last three or four seasons we've kind of come to that conclusion like no this is the this is the most competitive season we've seen and then the next one is like no this one's this one's good like it's it's been getting better and better season after season they're cutting the fat as far as the weapon item pools and you know, yeah. the kind of cheesy items. Um, I mean, Cease took to social media as well. X at Cease, if you guys don't know, he was recently signed there. Uh, But he tweeted out, and I quote, Am I the only one who thinks this is the most balanced season so far? I really like it. And then Vivid actually responds to that. And Vivid had a, a bit of a hot take to me. He basically says, and I'm going to kind of ad-lib this for him, but he says he doesn't play scrims enough anymore to kind of like have his opinion... Be, I guess his opinion comes from a different place now, right? From outside of being in the scrim kind of world, because now Vivid's on the desk with us on on the FNCS stage. But he yeah. says that it's tough for him to suggest that this is the most balanced season. Um, and just because it's balanced doesn't mean that it's the most competitive. And that's kind of how he, uh, cross compared it, and he said that because there aren't as many people playing the game competitively. Now, that's kind of interesting to me, that Vivid sees it from a different perspective. Like, yeah, the game might be balanced and whatnot, but there aren't as many people playing, so balance doesn't necessarily mean it's the best competitively. And I thought that was kind of interesting because, yeah, like how do we weigh what was the most competitive season? Is it when there's the most people playing? Is it when, you know, you get a hybrid combination of, you know, bunch of pros being enthusiastic about it practice being really good and then this you know kind of the pool to match it like how do we how do we really figure out what's the best seasons
1: yeah i mean and like you said right the players this season they just haven't been as abundant in these lobbies and that could be a multitude of reasons right that could be uh, because it was quicker to get to FNCS since the start of the season. It could have been because we had a whole week of preseason before we could actually grind arena points. People aren't in champs, whatever the case may be. But OCE in the first week of qualifiers for FNCS had 600 people in day one and 700 people qualified on to the next day. So yeah, it, that's it's such a weird statistic to look at considering every single person that played at least one match made their way on through the first day.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Could you imagine just queuing into this life-changing money? Because even on OCA, it's, it's still a fair amount of money. Let's not yeah. not overshoot the, the the mark here. It's a what's it? Maybe I think upwards of fifty to wait. Is it a hundred thousand? Wait, I think it's like fifty thousand or twenty thirty thousand somewhere around there for first place. First so place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like first place gets a fair amount of money. We're talking trios here. It gets split up. So. It's not a large amount, but it's it's a lot of money. And then think about it. This is USD we're talking about, not like Australian dollar dues, right? Nothing weird like that. So like for Australian currency, I think ten ten thousand plus dollars split already is um it, it's a lot of cash. And yeah, those guys are not queuing up. The player base has actually been getting cut down substantially over there. But it's interesting because fortnite is being consumed as much, if not more than ever, and creative is thriving and the player mm. pool is thriving. but Competitive isn't. And it kind of takes me to this other point here. And I'm going to jump around a little bit. But the fact that Fortnite is testing out scrims in game in the EU server, I think is very interesting because I see this as an opportunity for them to continue now to introduce people to competitive and make people want to play competitive and show people hey, competitive could be fun. But how could we make it so that people see competitive as fun?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you, right? I, I'm going to agree that this is a, a potentially step in the right direction, but they have to execute it correctly, right? We've seen how beneficial these Discord scrim servers can be, whether it's open scrims or, or other things. Well, We've seen I, I don't think they they're
0: going her. anywhere.
1: No, I, I don't either, right? I, I think if Fortnite can implement something in-game, it will give players that genuinely don't know how to connect in these other facets of discord and practice in those ways uh, an opportunity to grow and, and to showcase themselves in a different way i they just have to execute it correctly
0: listen i'm, I'm not i'm not disagreeing with you on that front i just think that ultimately this is going to be a hard bullseye to hit right like mm-hmm. scrims are hard to make really good and the reason they work in the Discord ecosystems is because they are heavily moderated. You can ban yeah. people, you can set in rules, you can do all these cool things. But in Fortnite, we all know we're limited. Custom matchmaking, you can't just kick or ban, right? No one's going to get banned from ranked scrims in Fortnite or whatever, or unranked, yeah. if you will. If anything, this kind of reminds me of like public games with Siphon, right? So, like, I think that's what it's going to evolve into. And even that isn't like terrible because. That's kind of nice, right? Like, so I think I think that's kind of cool. There's there's some potential there. Um, in order for it to work, I don't know. It's gonna be tough to adopt into the NA space. And I love that they launched it in EU because EU has arguably the most shambles uh competitive scrim scene right now because of all the language barriers, because there's no big, you know, thriving system in there that's working, you know, top to bottom. So it's good for EU. I think it's kind of like a untainted uh test subject if you will whereas like yeah. na na's kind of got it on the wraps right like na is doing pretty decent everyone knows the scrim system as a norm which is the open scrims right
1: yeah absolutely and i think that's why they went the eu route right they For know sure. that number one it's their biggest player base out of all the regions and number two they know that there is no genuine structure outside of maybe i think it's like the the fishy scrims the benji scrims that they had going on but even that wasn't like literally regulated uh, the best as- the best
0: scrims over there benji fishy scrims which i don't even know if those are still running anymore noble scrims which are honestly pretty decent like though that's i i'd say that's best and then and that's mm-hmm. putting my eu scrims underneath even the noble scrims like i put noble scrims up there they're killing it right now so like eu opens and eu practice over even those are struggling so yeah for sure like if there's anything there, it's maybe Noble Scrims that kind of has something going on, but EU's just tough, man, with all the language barriers.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely does make it tough, right? It, it's just a different atmosphere than the people that are behind these discords maybe understand. And, and sometimes that's why it's like it works better if you bring in people that understand that system, but in reality, a lot of people in the EU genuinely don't understand how these Discord scrims work. That's why I don't think we've seen any really be super successful over in that region.
0: Yep. That language barrier will definitely get you. So that's kind of the situation at hand with the servers, how it relates obviously to Epic trying out new things. There's there's a lot at play here. Um, I think there's you know, it's only a matter of time though. We gotta watch it play out. We really gotta see what we gain from this, if we gain anything at all. I'm hoping that there is some kind of initiative here though. Or, or that this is a part of a bigger initiative from Epic to bring more attention and support to competitive because competitive is what's going to keep this game going for many years to come outside of all the creative stuff. Um, that's just kind of how I see it, If you know, at least from a, a business perspective. I think, again, the introduction of scrims in-game is really interesting and I think can really help the game out. Um, while we're on the topic of comp, though, I want to talk about DreamHack, man. DreamHack has done something really interesting as well they introduced the solo cash cup plus as a part mm-hmm. of a way to give i guess more money to the good players uh provide <laughs> more practice if you will and add an extra layer stage you know kind of like a little bit more gravitas behind the solo cash cups yeah or, or so actually not, trio cash cups
1: yeah so i'm not fully understanding the way that they're doing this cuz it it kind of came out of nowhere right we had like not really seeing anything from dream hack in all of March. We didn't hear a, a word. Right. And then all of a sudden we come into April and like the second week of April, they're like in two days, we're going to do this. Or the first week, of April, they're like in two days, we're going to do this. And then it didn't work out because the cash cups had issues. Um, but it's cool to see. And it's very, very smart. Right. Because if you don't know, for those at home, they're doing a solo uh, extra event. And then they're still doing duo dream hack. Uh, they're doing both of them kind of on separate days. But if you don't know, coming up in the summer, there is a special Fortnite All-Star event that is solos, and it is invite only. So it gives these pro players the opportunity to practice solos ahead of time. So this is going to be cool. I want to see how this works out, and maybe this will be a a sneak peek to see which solo players are going to come out on top here in the summer.
0: Yeah, and that is very interesting, right, that there's now a multitude of running competitive game modes on the scene. um. But I feel like you can look at those extra game modes, kind of like filler episodes. Like, do they really matter when Epic's already announced that comp is all trios, right? Like, so when you see these, these duo game modes pop up, like, I'm just kind of curious, like, does the comp scene want the extra stuff? Do they not care because it's all trio season? Like, where is the diehard fan? Where is, you know, the what do people really want? Because I feel like everyone wanted trios for so long and now they're burnt out, right? But is it solos? Is it duos? Like, Do we want to go back to when Epic was kind of throwing everything right and mixing up the seasons? Because we had a lot of complaints back then about that. But now I feel like naturally, long behold, people are like, man, I want... You know what I mean? They want it to be different again. Um, And it's kind of interesting because I was a part of those or one of those people that was advocating for Let's get one game mode. Let's stick with it. And I'm still on that page, but I wish it was duos. So I'm going to throw it out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to agree with you, right? I, I kind of in the same boat. I, after seeing trios play out, I think trios is a fun game mode. And even if you do it like a couple seasons in a row, I think it makes sense. But I think duos specifically is probably the most popular overall uh, game mode, if you think about it. And I think it's the most competitive, too, because trios, sometimes it's so hard to keep track of everything going on in a trios match. When you have three players you have to worry about, you're, you're designating roles, you're setting up certain, um, certain game plans. And with three people, obviously, always having more moving parts is going to cause more issues. So with three people, it's just going to be more stressful than it is if you're in a duo situation with only two.
0: Yeah, and I think it's hard to build storyline when you have that many players. Um, and let's not forget the fact that teams are still snaking other teams literally the day before The events. day before. Today is Friday. Today is also FNCS. It's ongoing right now. People are playing games on their open stages. And yep. last night, up until maybe like 7 a.m. this morning, people were getting dropped from teams, waking up to find out they don't have a trio because people... Last minute, man, pros just decided they want to mix things up. Um, there was a lot of teams that got broken up.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of wild to me. I can't, and see, the problem is, right, I can't keep track of who is actually breaking up and who's trolling, right? Because there's so much going on and so many people joking about not being in a trio, and then you have the actual people that have broken up. So it's so hard to kind of keep track of everything going on.
0: Well, if what Bucky said was correct, take a look at this. This is, this is some high level <laughs> uh, uh, infiltration going on here. Creo infiltrates into Bully's trio. He mm-hmm. makes Bully drop OSP, and then they drop Frist to pick up Threats, and then they drop Threats to pick up Calculator. And then they drop Calculator to pick up Illis, and then drop Illis for XNB. What this means, guys, is they have effectively. Taking one person off another trio every time they've picked one up and then dropped them out of that team, forcing that player to go meet another trio. And mm. think about it. This is a cascade effect. When someone like Calculator hypothetically leaves their team or another team, another team loses their player, and it just never ends. Like <laughs> eventually, everyone will keep losing squads. Um, and the people that are kind of laughing to the bank right now are in NA at least. Jack Acorn slacks because they get a free mm-hmm. pass to grand finals, right? Bucky, who literally gets a free pass to grand finals as well, um, and and anyone else who got top three last season, I think it was probably Scented Edgy and Commandment. So I feel like on NA in particular, with this whole snake situation going on, all of our top teams, they are they are literally already the best on the space, but they have just gotten even a, a bigger advantage, I think, coming into this because now you have a bunch of new teams. Uh, becoming you know like makeshift squads and and kind of like you know bandaged back together.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna have to honestly, I didn't hear all that of what Creo is doing. I'm gonna have to text him later and be like, okay, <laughs> I want to know what's going on. Man, what's up, dude? I'm gonna ask him what's up. But no, I mean, and and it speaks to guess what the trios that are staying together. That's why they're doing so well. You look at Tabne, Teo and Chimp taking second place in the first week after being in shambles at certain points and and Teo then being able to clutch up as a solo player and make some big things happen over the weekend. Like Them, as a trio, they work very, very well together. They're staying together. And while all these other teams are struggling to keep three people together, this trio is, is starting to be able to make a, a really solid name for themselves. So I'm excited to see how they're going to be able to do in Grands with all of these other teams, with these high-profile players, not being able to, to stick with a, one single trio.
0: Look, this is this is grinder season right now, right? Like, there's so many new trios that are on the come up here. Um, if you look at the standings from what just unfolded for stage one of the FNCS or like week one, whatever you want to call it, what just happened recently? I'm I'm actually on on the FN tracker right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up these stats here. Any East? Let's look at the finals, right? DJ and Adria, Skittles, Fire Team, Teo, Chimp, tabney at the top. But we expected Dejan, Agers, and Skittles to be up there. They qual through. Teo, yeah. Chimp, Tabney, hot. They've been hot. They're staying hot. Right now, it's their chance. They call through. Jamper, Threats, and Rise, another team. Again, these guys have been on fire, under the radar. But what you see in this top 10 is all those other teams that have been very much in the conversation, but not at the front of everyone's conversation because they haven't won yet. Justice, Dictate, Users, Cloudy, Class, Suscript. Dom, Dusky, Spade, all of these guys, recognizable. These are players that are getting opportunities in the space, capitalizing and popping off, and they're still making a name for themselves. Voyo, XX, Snape, like all these guys are playing tournaments and they've been popping off this season. I feel like the era of all these, you know, I guess the popular pros that were once at the front lines, they're not playing as hard and they're getting overtaken this season in particular. By the time we're done, I think there's going to be a whole new wave of Fortnite players coming into next year.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. It's crazy to think about, but we continually see these new faces and these new names make their way onto the main stage, right? Whether it's FNCS, DreamHack, et cetera. But a lot of times, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes with these players that gets them to that point, right? So I'm excited to see some new names up at the top because listen, you can only look at the same names so many times and kind of get kind of get sick of seeing them.
0: <laughs> I mean, listen, it's either that or you're gonna root for them. Hate or love it. A lot of the best are at the top still, and they're gonna stay there. Um, and it could be maybe a part of the fact that rewast and key mapping is uh approved in the game so keyboard players on top panda how about you break down what these extra programs are doing for players right now and why i don't know maybe it's okay maybe it isn't i'm still on the side that i don't think anyone should be downloading uh the extra tools for the extra kind of perks but go ahead and break it down
1: all right so let's break it down from the beginning right so, number one, Wooting Keyboard com- or comes out, or has been out, and it's discovered in the Fortnite community. We've talked about it in the past. The the keyboard gives you that analog movement that essentially gives you what's called double movement, similar to controller, in the game of Fortnite. Now, uh, Fortnite has come out uh, with all these programs coming out at the same time and says, look, you guys are allowed to use key remapping programs for double movement. Did they say that? yeah no wait wait. wait. they said that okay so here
0: let me i'm gonna pull the exact thing but let me so i know benji fishy basically was the leak the source for everyone finding out about it because he basically got busted like he had a chat command that said hey this is my keyboard but it was pretty clear that on screen he had like ridiculous movements so everyone knew at that point um it became speculative to the community at that point like well, if Benji's doing it and Benji knows that if he gets in trouble or he will obviously get caught, he's got 100,000 people watching him at any given, you know, competitive event. Um, so he, he says it not nah, like this is approved, like I'm good. So I thought it was all speculative. Unless so what you're saying is like from an official Fortnite source, whether Fortnite status FN comp, like one of them mm-hmm. tweet about it.
1: Yeah, so they put out a blog post, right? Oh, okay. Um, About a week ago, I want to say, and I have the exact uh, section where they talk about this. So it's called Key Remappers. To be clear, Key Remappers are permitted within Fortnite. Players rely on these tools and certain hardware that apply the same effect in order to play the game. The spirit of our rules allow for players to reconfigure keybinds in a way that wouldn't be possible inside the game, including double movement on keyboards using these tools to automate multiple actions, uh, mapping a, c- a single button to multiple building structures, however, is not permitted.
0: Okay, I like that. And I like that they separated the fact that basically it's not okay to macro. Like, don't yeah. use these things to spam a 90, right? Like, automate certain kinds of things, but you can use them for double movement. Yeah, that's sick. I did not realize that was a thing. Great. That's actually cool.
1: Yeah, as soon as I saw that, because to me, the programs didn't make sense to be allowed, right? The keyboards to me barely made sense, but because it was the hardware that was doing it, not the software, I thought it was okay, right? But as soon as I saw the, yeah, exactly. As soon as I saw the the programs, I was like, there's no way, there's no way that these were going to be allowed. And then they put out that post and I was like, okay, I mean, nothing it, else I can say.
0: I, I think it makes sense. It, it, you know, there, there's some people that, you know, have disabilities and whatnot. So like, Key remappers and and things of that nature, like there there are legitimate reasons. There are tons of legitimate reasons for people to need a a key remapper. Um, yeah. So uh, I get it, and I think Epic kind of realized, okay, we're in a pinch here because we can't stop someone who actually needs this for different reasons. It's like saying, yeah, Yo, you can't use colorblind, right? Well, you like the way the color looks. You don't have to be colorblind and like use it, right? Things like that. Yeah, so, exactly. I get it. I get it. That's cool. It's good that they spoke up about it. I felt like, like I said, there was a lot of speculation, and, and that's kind of where I last stopped following that topic. So, interesting, interesting. That means that everyone's definitely using it. If you're a listener, maybe you want to go get it. Well, there you go. Uh, if you get banned, go blame Panda. Um, not that he's going to help you get unbanned, but, you know, it, it sounds like it's all good
1: yeah and I mean, there's many ways to do it. Look it up, like whether it's wooting keys x and, and rewast there's several different ways to do it. So it's just about figuring out which one's the best for you. but yeah, let me I'm gonna stick to my wooting.
0: I, I was just gonna say if you're gonna do it, rewast is probably your best one, guys, just because I know it's been around the longest and it seems like they have a good reputation. Don't want anyone trying out some sketchy like you know link or anything r e w a s d is what it's called um I'll go ahead and give him a a soft plug there I think I think we're good there (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, man but I mean on top of double movement now being allowed and that kind of making keyboard and mouse a little OP that's not the only thing that came out and started uh creating some things in the game that are overpowered what do you think of this new car update with the tires
0: yeah I think cars are dope like off the gate obviously they're so much more significant now with the the upgrade and mechanic feature but the tires that allow the vehicles to pick up speed, man, the the fast vehicles are even better now, right? If you can get your hands mm-hmm. on the Lambo, right, the the Mini Tony Stark, you're gone, like you're gone. That car is so Blind. so good. And um, yeah, the the tires are interesting, right? Because you can just pick them up. I um, from what I remember, you just find them kind of laying around, especially within those mechanic shops and whatnot, and. They're just there, easy to use. Chuck them on the car, there's no wait time, and all of a sudden you have that upgraded vehicle and It allows you to go off on terrain, go up mountains. Like, and it's, it's playing its part in comp as well.
1: Yeah, so I'll break it down, right? So it is an item that you can find on the ground, pick up at any location, depending on where it is at. Um, you can put it down, and you can actually bounce the tires. Like, if, Let's say you don't have builds, right, and you need to get on top of a building. You can just throw that down, bounce up, and you can use that. Or if you're falling from a structure, you can throw it down and bounce that way. But the main way, the main thing you do with these tires is you throw that thing at a car, and it basically turns any vehicle into like a monster truck. (laughs) And it is insane. The movement is, is quicker, right? You can get over structures. You can almost climb the largest hills and the largest terrain in Fortnite. So it's pretty cool to say the least and it's definitely fun in pubs but I can see it causing some uh issues as far as competitive goes
0: I mean and, and they have right like these vehicles getting upgraded like people are more inclined to ram into your uh your builds and whatnot but overall I find that the pro players are using the upgraded tires as a means to feel more safe or like trust in vehicle rotations even more so Um, guys, you get a lot of speed using this if you're not utilizing these upgraded tires on vehicles in comp. Think about it. I know it feels kind of scary, monka s, when you're in the vehicle because you're, you know, subject to getting fired at. You're pretty much a driving target at that point, but um, you move really fast and allows you to get from point A to point B. And that's the difference maker with the vehicles there, especially inside of comp. Um, one thing I did want to transition to, and this is us now leaning into some of the other crazy things going on the timeline um we recently had was it maddie who came out with a long i say twit longer right like mm-hmm. you know she went off about her experience being a woman in esports and we wanted to cover this because you know we, we cover everything gaming and especially when it's fortnite related we like to be on top of it but this is this is um this is something a little bigger uh, take me through what's up with Maddie and kind of how she brought a little bit of attention to how women in esports are being treated.
1: Yeah, so, and, and it's, I'll break it down here, starting with, obviously, her experience and what led her to, to create the Twit Longer, right? So, if you don't know, Maddie and F, she is a content creator. She started streaming on YouTube, made her way to Twitch, and she's just broke 100,000 followers on Twitch, right? So, mm. she's doing big, big things over on the platform. And all of us, like, not all of a sudden, I guess it's things that she's experienced over these, this time. Um, but she's been getting those, those harassment um, things that you see all female streamers dealing with, right? Whether you, you watch a, an unbanned request video from someone like Pokemane and Brooke AB, and you see what these people are saying, like, regardless, it's just inappropriate. I won't repeat any of it, but Maddie was experiencing that. So instead of doing like an unbanned video and talking about it that way, she made a tweet longer that went viral, right? It was retweeted, talked about by creators in all facets uh, of the space, right? It wasn't just Fortnite, it it wasn't just even Twitch. It was streamers, content creators from all walks of life talking about this post and uh, bringing some light to it. But after she posted this and talked about the people that kind of send that harassment her way, she ended up getting more harassment and, oh, and ba- no. basically backed up the twit longer that she wrote um, because she was getting similar things said to her now on her comment section on her Twitter instead of just in Twitch chat.
0: Oh no. So yeah, it seems like it. it it's just like a cesspool of a corner and, and she cracked open Pandora's box with that one, um, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because yeah, like Maddie and F is one of the few females in the space like literally, you can probably count them on our hands, guys. Of how many females that are like at the top of the game when it comes down, even to, like in a competitive sense. Like she is really good at Fortnite. Um, yeah. so so is Elixir, who's on Team Liquid. Um, mm. you know Somerset, who's on Luminosity's Gaming. Like there, there's a few different orgs out there that have exceptional female players, and all of them are getting. Or deal with so much more pressure just being a female within esports. Um, so it's not okay, and it's our job as a community. It's our job as community figures. You know, it, we have a voice. We have a platform to, you know, let you guys know that that stuff's not okay for anyone who's out there targeting people. Right, like that form of harassment. It's just not cool, man. It sets us back as a whole, and we should be empowering these people that are trying to break into the space, especially the minority folks, right? Women included. So. Yeah, you know, like the reason there's not a lot of I say female gamers in the space is because it's not a very welcoming place for most.
1: Yeah, I mean you're not wrong, right? We've seen we've seen how it it's affected several female creators, and and hopefully it gets better, right? Bringing awareness to it is only gonna make people realize maybe that their actions aren't appropriate, and hopefully we start to see a decline in that behavior i i don't ever foresee that behavior disappearing right i mean it, it's, it's just
0: it's kind of like how you know how people call the internet too soft right you can't say certain things you know after a while people become more sensitive to the topics there's more people willing to defend certain subjects and whatnot i think that we are doing our part by bringing it up and letting it be known that it's not okay and yeah. eventually it will catch up i think i think it's slow Steady race, but uh, you know you got to be in it for the long run, and and we just got to continue to push these positive messages. But that was pretty much the topic on women in esports not being treated equally. We really had to touch on it because Maddie again went out of her comfort zone to really blast this publicly, and it really became a thing within the space here. Um, and she's on an awesome organization, and there's a lot of t- you know people on different orgs that deserve to have those opportunities to be heard and be seen. Um, and this is going to take us into our next transition here about organizations and people getting picked up at the start of the show. I talked about Exet Cease, right? Who just got signed to Xset, Exet who partnered up with Asuna and they released some dope merch. Like they're doing some really cool stuff like orgs on top right now. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. But yeah. Commandment signs back to TSM, which I thought was pretty sick because Commandment, if there was anyone who was a free agent, how is it that Commandment was under the radar for as long as he was?
1: Yeah, honestly, I'm surprised, right? Number one, I'm obviously surprised that TSM just comes back to Fortnite, right? We talked about in the last podcast well, with them signing Colazo. But um, but but I want to, uh,
0: yes, they signed Colazzo, but they, like, let go of Saf, who, like, yeah. Saf is also, like, at the top of his game. So, like, you let go a top-tier pro. Pick up, like, an influencer hybrid of Colazo, which I'm not against, right? Good business move. But then you get man. back into, like, hardcore comp commandment. Like, what's going on?
1: Yeah, I, I, it may, it makes you wonder it, what they saw behind the scenes that we're not seeing publicly, right? That they were just like, oh, we got to let him go. Now it's a couple months, and we're like, oh, man, we shouldn't have done this. Or maybe they're like, you know what? I think it's time for us to get back into it. Whatever the case, you know, I'm I'm glad that orgs are sticking around fortnite because i still think there's so much potential awareness for these organizations in the fortnite space
0: i mean i'm not i'm not against obviously orgs being involved i think that fortnite is still a game that's going to be around for a long time and if orgs can figure out how to make it sustainable how to be in the space um that's definitely what we want to see go down another org that picked up a big player team liquid gets active again after losing what well, seems like their entire star roster, right? Like, I yeah. don't even know. Is Mitro still on Team Liquid? We'll, we'll talk about that in like two seconds, but they picked up Scoped. And I feel like for Team Liquid, this is a, I don't know. It, I don't know. Scoped is like a really good player, but he just has not been at the top. And Liquid, what set them apart was their initial signings. Vivid, Chap, 72 hours, Poach. They signed four Elites exceptional, top-tier dogs that were literally the number one players during that time that they were at the top in the game. So why is it that a team like Team Liquid decides to expand back into Fortnite but not go the championship pickup route? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Liquid should have gotten, like, Commandment or a Asaph, right? The guys that are literally at the top winning. So I just think it's interesting that Org's, like, these guys are playing a little differently now.
1: Yeah, I gotta agree, right? I can confirm uh Mitro is still on Liquid. So hard to tell. Um, you know, they
0: barely rep. <laughs>
1: exactly. But that and that was the point I was gonna bring up, right? These organizations they they support their players in, in different ways. Um, but you don't see them truly repping these major, major pro players in the scene, like Mitro. I mean, even 100 Thieves, right? They came out with a video. Today, about how they re signed um, Mr. Savage and they gave him a chain like the 100 Thieves chain for being there uh, through one contract, whatever the case may be. But up until them doing this re signing video, they haven't talked about him, right? They talked about him when they signed him. He did really well in those lands that same weekend that they signed him. And obviously, he's done well since. But you don't hear 100 Thieves going out of their way to build content around him or boost him up in what he's doing outside of maybe the occasional twitter post with a small edited image saying congratulations to mr savage on doing x y and z in whatever tournament
0: i think that's so interesting that if you're an org especially a big org like first of all it has to be hard to build content or you know like the logistically right film around all these guys do cool stuff we're in pandemic season right like it's it's gotta be hard so i'll give them the benefit of the doubt because they signed mr savage during a pandemic right or like just as we came out or began to enter into one uh so yeah we haven't really seen i guess orgs figure out how to do the content side very well during this pandemic i think phase has actually done a really good job they share a lot of clips they have a lot of content a lot of videos from a lot of their different influencers and they do a good job at least pushing stuff to the front lines, memeing or blending into the cultures of the chats and stuff like that. I think they've done a good job, but I agree with you in the sense that 100 Thieves, on the other hand, as successful as they have been, we're not taking away from that. They really yeah. haven't been highlighting the roster, the player. And if you're not, you're not leveraging that, then what are you doing, right? That's just like a waste of their investment. Um, people like Mitra, I think, is, are perfect examples of Dude, like, are you signed still? And yes, if yes, then you're just sitting there farming a check because you're not streaming that much. I'm pretty sure about that, right? Damn. And, and like, like you're just there. You're not at the top of the standings recently in comp. Like, the conversation in EU is Taysen, Giannis, right? Hen, Queasy, like, it's, it's all these other guys. So, yeah, it's just kind of interesting, man. Running an org, having players, it's tough. You could see how quickly it is uh, that, that people can be just become kind of irrelevant in the eye of the public.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where supporting your players in different ways it would set these, these orgs apart. And I think that's what FaZe Clan does really well. I mean, look at them putting on the Elite Cup and inviting their players, like, right? Okay, here's, uh, a, here's a good one.
0: <laughs> we all know Nate Hill is still on FaZe. They do plenty of stuff mm-hmm. with Nate Hill. Nate Hill hasn't won a tournament in how long?
1: Exactly. It,
0: that that's the best way to think about it. I think Phase does a really good job highlighting their roster.
1: Yeah, and and not just highlighting their COD roster or their Valorant roster, because that's what these other orgs are doing, right? They're so focused on what's going on in these um these team v team based modes that they've lost sight of the fact that they have Fortnite rosters that I guarantee you they're paying a lot of money to have. Yep. So it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to let these rosters sit without capitalizing on those players in some way, shape or form, or at least supporting them in a different way that, that helps them build a career or build a brand. Yeah. It, it
0: all comes down to branding. Um, And FaZe is just the best to do it. it it's crazy, yeah. but they are just, they're just really good at doing it. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, and that's, that's the reason why pro players or players or people that get on their roster get on the face team, they're usually there for a really long time. They don't, don't really sign anyone to let them go most people you see kind of make try to try to make the best out of the situation there has been plenty of fortnite pros that have gotten on the team and kind of faded out right because they couldn't quite uh, be those standout stars but neither here yeah. nor there org's coming back to the space tsm signs commandment scope joins liquid uh cease is on exit now endless is expanding their roster with the miro pickup like Orgs are really active in the space of Fortnite right now. I think it's interesting that we're seeing a resurgence of teams coming back. Um, this could be in light of maybe lands activating soon. Like, I don't know, right? Who really knows?
1: Let's hope so, man. I, I, I love the online tournaments, and I think there's something that's going to be around even when lands come back. Are you, are you vaxxed up? You vaxed? Oh, listen, my wife went today. Okay. And mine is scheduled for Monday. I'm like, I'm so ready to just... To have 5G, to dude. Life. Have
0: 5G yeah, in your blood. Exactly, man. Um, Yeah, I'm not vaccinated. Not that I don't believe in vaxes, guys. I just don't want to be in the first wave. Sorry, I'm being a chicken on this one. But, you know, if you're <laughs> no, out there and like... you're getting vaxxed and all that good stuff, like, yes, get it done, guys. It's good for society. Someone's got to be the, you know, the test subjects. Um, I just didn't want to be the first wave, dude. I'm sorry, so uh panda if you grow a third arm i'm still here for you as long as your voice stays awesome you can be a part of the podcast
1: (laughs) for sure man i'll 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 keep you posted (laughs) you'll have to
0: so we're here and we ain't going nowhere um (laughs) let's talk about like twitch now let's talk about kanata is still banned on twitch i think we 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 always bring up kanata here on the podcast because kanata tweets some crazy stuff even this weekend he was uh all week he's been picking fights with pros Coming at the yeah. necks of different people, talking about dude, just just Kanata stuff. Um, but he wants another chance. Does he deserve another chance, Panda? Do you think, you know, is someone like Kanata
1: who is picking fights, is, is
0: it come off as someone who's reformed to you that should be on the platform?
1: So I don't think Kanata's reformed, right? But let's talk about the overall picture, because when you have people like Delor, for instance. That he's getting unbanned after how long on Twitch, um, and and like it, it makes you wonder why Kanata hasn't even gotten a message about it, and and especially considering we're in this hot tub Twitch meta, like <laughs> where where some crazy stuffs happening on the platform. I mean, the last thing I would imagine is that Kanata stays banned on Twitch.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy, guys. His his first ban on Twitch was having a banned person featured on his Twitch channel. Um yeah. So <laughs> he got banned for having a banned person, like, literally just join a Discord call, a Fortnite group, and I guess his chat just reported him. Um, and it's crazy. And I think it became a perma-ban, I want to say, because it was, like, the same offense more than once. So it's just weird that he really didn't get that many chances and like, At the time, Kanata was on TSM, guys. Like, I don't know how, like, TSM with the resources that they have. And this is kind of a over a a circle of a topic here, but like, hello, it's your investment here. And he was on TSM for so long and banned. Like, did did they not want to save him? Why couldn't they save him? Like, you know, you, you think an org like that would have the flex, the muscle? To uh get you out of a tight situation. That's what orgs is supposed to be for, right? That infrastructure, that backbone.
1: Yeah, and, and that goes back to the, the statement that we made when we first talked about Kanata getting banned and, and TSM not really supporting their players too much, like at least in the Fortnite scene. Um, I just don't see TSM really like, oh my gosh, like let's get you unbanned. Oh man, like you, you but see. But come on, at the when... time he was literally like. He was the clicks of this like clicks. Yeah, he was.
0: Clicks got to blow up because people like Kanata got banned, right? Like <laughs> literally nine months ago. If you have Kanata still and Bucky and Macwood and all these other big dogs that were making content during that window, there's no room for a clicks to pick up those thousands of viewers, right? Like it, it was. It's a substantial time slot that opens up.
1: Yeah, I mean it really is, and and it kind of makes you wonder where he'd be right now if he wasn't banned but sometimes it's like your actions and the things that you do they get you banned and i think i think he publicly said that it was just the the playing with banned players but i think there was more behind the scenes that he did and and like some bullying and stuff on stream that ultimately led to him getting banned so uh, regardless right the question is is it fair all these other people other people are getting banned and and he's still banned and then you you literally have a meta now on twitch where people are inflating hot tubs in their living rooms filling water <laughs> and, and they're sitting in in bathing suits and just talking to chat for six hours like it makes you wonder where the priorities are in the Twitch headquarters.
0: All right, guys, got to go. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go browse some Twitch really quickly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, yeah, it'll be on the front page. Uh, oh, yeah, it'll be on the front page. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Twitch is, Twitch is such a weird place right now. It's in such a weird place. Um, Yeah, Twitch is always going to be under public scrutiny, I guess, now that they have been able to lead the explosive charge as far as this, the streaming culture goals. Uh, I guess it is what it is man. Does Kanata deserve to be unbanned? I don't think his social media presence is helping him is what I'll say. I don't really care if the kid gets unbanned or not. I think I think he's young, probably deserves another chance let's be honest, but he's yeah. not really showing, I'd say to the authority that he deserves that opportunity. Um you just yeah. you just got to change, right? You got to reform yourself. You need to understand that hey, if I'm going to be an ambassador or if Twitch wants me to be an ambassador of their platform I need to prove, or at least show, or at least fake it. Hello, right? Yeah. Like, put on, do something to get yourself unbanned. Um, being toxic on social media is not going to help you. And I think he even got banned on YouTube, so that also doesn't help.
1: No, it, yeah, and he did get banned on YouTube. Too. <laughs> oh but my gosh! I, I think so. Twitch actually just put out a uh, a new policy. I think within the last like month and a half, that says they can watch your socials and ban you oh, based on yeah. things that you do off the platform too. So, I mean, look, if Canada genuinely is interested in getting unbanned, he just needs to be a, a better brand on all fronts, right? And obviously, look, the Fortnite community is not the uh best brand friendly <laughs> like community to say the least, but listen, if if you genuinely want to be unbanned on Twitch and you want it that bad, you got to have you're going to have to make some changes
0: that i just found it to be so crazy just just everything around canada in a situation it's it's fascinating that you can end up in such a pickle um like being on multiple platforms trying to get back but you, you just don't have the the wits to really think about twitter as a you know your, your resume all right guys twitter is your resume ladies and gentlemen um what you do on there is your forward-facing profile that people see and they will scrub when opportunities come around or inquiries come about. Uh, That's the best way that I can put it. And you know what? That's how we're going to leave it. Uh, (laughs) So (laughs) uh, honestly, before we we get on out of here, FNCS is on the way, Panda. Any predictions that you have? This is coming up on a long episode. It's been awesome to cash back up. But let's leave the people with some hot takes or guesses because the next time we come back here, we might be crowning an FNCS champion
1: yeah i'm gonna be honest acorns trios taken an east again um but i still think tabney teo chimp top three team this season so i think they're gonna continue to climb on that grand's leaderboard uh season over season and uh that's my na take uh as far as EU goes man it's tough Tayson looking good this season um some other players looking really good uh chapix obviously in his trio very solid regardless we'll see what happens in a few weeks
0: Yeah, I'm going to leave you guys with Scented, Edgy, and Commandment. Uh, I haven't dropped a YouTube video in a month, guys, because comp season hasn't really been active, and the replay client hasn't been really where I wanted it to be. It's a little bit demoralizing, I'm not going to lie, so sorry for the lack of content lately, but I am going to be bringing back some content. I want to check out or show you guys just how good Scented Trio is and how good they continue to remain to be. I've been pumping them up for, I feel like, forever now, and this is the end. They're actually that good. Uh, so, before we get out of here, though, Panda, let the people at home know where they can find you as we start to conclude this week's episode.
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at LifeWPanda. Streams have been a little inconsistent. Work's been crazy. So, um, just find, follow me on Twitter, and uh, that's where you'll find me everywhere else. Yep,
0: And myself, guys, at Monster face across all social platforms. Don't forget to send all of your complaints to the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com, and yeah dudes we're busy we're grinding we have a lot of awesome activations coming soon from the team over at practice server and open scrims we're bringing some dope stuff to y'all so stay tuned for that and until next time don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales